That's all I can say. Oh We're God. fucked. This and is I total think black pill. I'm black pilled. I think we are so I think <laughs> we are horse so pill. I think we are so fucked. The social psycho confabulation with Ben and Mr. A. But uh, yeah, wow, it's scary. I don't know what's going on. Clearly, we're talking about the Israel-Hamas war. Um, I'm just kidding. But maybe I don't know. It's so crazy. I've been watching this Israel-Hamas stuff. I didn't know what to think of it. So I encountered it first at work because I had a colleague who like is Jewish religiously, I think, and they. Uh, well, they had been to uh, Israel and had, like, friends and family over there who were, like, directly involved in the conflict. And so they were... That's what they all say. Just kidding. Oh, my God. <laughs> they were very, uh, you know, upset by the whole situation. And then they said uh, that they had been... So they are, you know, they're in the Boston area and they had seen some of the protests going on at Harvard by the students about, like, Palestine, like, pro-Palestinian uh, marches or whatever. Right. And, uh, yeah, so it's just so strange. So I guess my first thing, reaction was like, oh, that's so weird. Why, why are there all these pro-Palestine marches at campuses? Because I was like, I guess my mental model of the United States is that we're more pro-Israel than we are pro-Palestine. But uh, Gen- generally, but the it, the pro-Palestinian thing is uh, usually associated with like kind of the far left. That's far left. OK, yeah, because that's what I saw immediately is that there was this like politicization of the attack. So I guess, yeah, so, to everybody who hasn't heard what's going on, there was like a Hamas. So there's like Israel, which is a country, and then you have Palestine, which is these two pieces of land on opposite sides of Israel, one called Gaza and one called West Bank. And Gaza, there's like a organization that's been in charge of Palestine called Hamas, which is like a terrorist organization, according to the U.S. and other governments. And they attacked Israel in the southern border and whatnot and fired all these rockets. And then um, so so that's all happened and uh, and then there was all this backlash about it. People were like, you know, I guess there's just been so much posting and rioting and people calling for all sorts of stuff. But so the interesting thing about the college students, so all these college students came out pro-Palestine, which I guess is a far left. So that's one of the immediate things. You saw the like aligning with political parties. It's like if you're pro-Palestine, you're left wing somehow. But that doesn't even make sense because the president came out and said, that he supports Israel. So how can, if he's a liberal, like Joe Biden is the left essentially. So how can it be a pro-left thing to be? I don't know. There's just that weird thing. And then the conservatives, I guess, were like, we support Israel. That was like some version of it. And then there were all these, did you see this like letter that came out where all of these like people with actual power, like executives and whatnot, like signed this letter like wanting to blacklist essentially all the Harvard students who were pro-Palestine and against Israel. And they were like, give us the names of these students of these organizations so we won't hire them. And it's people like 
Larry Fink and like the head of BlackRock. So, I mean, that to me sounds like if Larry Fink wants to blacklist you, hmm, maybe, <laughs> maybe it's just not in global power interest, you know. So, well, Fink, I don't know. that sounds like a Jewish name, Larry Fink. He's probably Jewish. He might be. I don't know. There were a lot of executives, though, that signed that. There was another one. Uh, he's like a hedge fund manager. I think he wrote the the thing. I can't remember his name right now. But, uh, he, yeah, I mean, I've seen this guy on TV. He's like this young hedge fund manager who, like, he's in documentaries and stuff, and you can read it. But anyway, so that was weird. And then I was, like, doing all this reading on it and yada, yada, yada. There's just so much propaganda going on. It's so hard to keep track of what's actually happening because I was reading. I was like, what's going on? Why did Gaza, Hamas attack Israel? And if you look this up, you will get Google results from every major news outlet that you could possibly think of, more than you could even name. But they're all the major ones. It's like CNN, NBC, Al Jazeera, PBS, CNN. <laughs> you know, it's oh, like, yeah. whoa. So they're all there, and they're all saying similar-ish things, but they don't make any sense. Like, you read them, and this is how you know they don't make sense is because you come away and you, like, don't even remember what the article said. Like, it was so incoherent that you're like, wait, I still don't get it. Like, I don't understand why this is happening. Is and, it just that they're not explaining it or is it that they're literally not making sense? It's like they're explaining it, but the explanation doesn't make logical sense. Like, it just doesn't. I don't understand it. Like, so they'll be like, well, and this is crazy. I saw this one article that was like quoting like Harvard and Stanford and like college, like foreign policy experts. And one of them was like, I think this one from Stanford, like it was quoted in the article saying like, you know, I think Hamas just wanted more presence on the global stage. Like they were just kind of not popular and like they really wanted to just be trending and I was like, that sounds truly spoken by someone who has never encountered any adversity ever in their life at all. Like, what are we talking about? Why would you Who said that? Someone prominent? Like a Stanford professor. I was like, that makes zero mm. sense. Like, why would, like, it's just totally detached from the reality of, like, war. You know, like the reality of people doing this. The other thing that doesn't make sense is so in one of the articles, it was like, this attack has clearly been planned. We estimate from two months to two years they spent planning this attack. And I'm like, so, and then they, in the same article, it said, we also don't know, like Israel, Israeli intelligence didn't know about it. I'm like, wow, amazing. They, they didn't know about this? It's been planned for two months to two years. That's incredible. The Gazan Hamas organization must be the most secretive organization in the world. Well, um, they also ordered, they also were warned, from what I understand, of this attack by Egypt. I heard Egyptian that too, officials. yeah. So. So it's hard so to hard, it's hard to that. not know about something when you've been told about it unless what they mean is we did know about it so we're lying or we didn't believe it but you, that for the type of security right. state that Israel is that's not I don't think they get warnings about being attacked by Hamas and go nah probably not and don't look into it yeah, exactly. So it doesn't make sense. It's so crazy. And then, yeah, the last thing I'll say, because there's so many, we'll get into all of it, but they were saying, um, so they had this 
you know, two years in that same area. They're like, they've been playing this for two years. And then they say, you know, oh, Hamas, uh, they don't, you know, they don't really have an end game or whatever. They just want to, you know, retaliate against some things that Israel's been doing that they don't really like. And they need to just show that, you know, oh, we, you know, we're not going to just take whatever you're, you're doing, Israel. And I was like, that doesn't make any sense either. Like, you don't plan something for two months to two years and have never once thought about what's the goal, you know? Like, what what's going to happen when we send rockets into Israel and then, you know, Israel rains down fire on our country? And, like, what? Like, that It just doesn't make any sense. It doesn't, yeah, it's so crazy to me. I know. That's what I'm saying. I don't know. I don't feel like I'm on a side or anything. Like, I don't. I feel like I sound oh. like I'm pro Gaza or something, but I just I am pro like not suffering, no war, human life, and I feel like there's a lot of not good uh, evidence out there for either side's involvement in the war. It's very confusing to me, and I don't just I just don't understand how it all started. I don't understand what's going on. Well, I think anyway. it. I think it was Monica Perez the deep dives with Monica podcast who back in the day, you can probably hear my chickens. I had to open the window for a second. Um, back in the day, Kay, I think it was, I think she came up with this term and it was back, um, back probably the, you know, around election time, if I'm remembering correctly, the first Trump, uh, campaign, you know, candidacy, what was that? twenty. 2014 or something 16 16, or something yeah yeah. and she came up with this term the art of ambiguity and based on your reading so far i and from my exposure to this as well that's what i think is going on here and what it basically means is actually i she has this really clever thing on her (laughs) website let me see if i can actually pull it up because she has a whole glossary of terms that either she's come up with or the people use in the um oh crap her stuff is gone i forgot they booted her off the internet well she's out there somewhere i think she does a website but she's gonna be hard (laughs) she did i forgot her website that was a story we probably told like her website got deleted from the internet after some big conspiracy thing like scam against her um oh my god but anyways, I can if I can't find it, I'll just describe it. But basically, yeah, what is this? Oh, she does have a website, Monica's Deep Dives. Okay, let me just type that in. I just want to give her definition because she's so much more articulate than I am. But yeah, her website I guess got taken down. It's kind of crazy that she um, would get taken. Taken down off the internet. She was just like a radio host on a local radio station. She's not like a person of power or influence. So it's just kind of wild. Oh, look, it's right here. Yeah, I know. Well, I mean, she was she was on a big radio station in Atlanta. And, you know, she did have a lot of listeners and it was kind of it just she didn't fit in on the radio station. That is for sure. And. That radio station got purchased by this company that's, I'm pretty sure, basically down the line, owned by BlackRock or something like, I think it is BlackRock. Uh, 
I don't know if it was Sinclair. I can't remember. I don't know. It wasn't Sinclair. Anyways, they she got they got bought. This radio station did. It was a family owned station. That's how she was on the air. And all this happened all at once. That radio station got bought. COVID happened. This is like all simultaneously. She gets fired or whatever, you know, walked out because of all the probably things she was saying. There was no real good reason for it. Then at the same time, her website gets taken down by a to- – and these are all disparate organizations. There's no way WSB Radio is in communication with – uh, God. WordPress, the host, you know, the server host of her website, you know, none of that. So it, it was weird because it seemed quite coordinated. And I feel like that would have had to been coordinated if it were coordinated. Either everybody's monitoring that kind of stuff, just information, literally, that doesn't fit the perfect, you know, whatever te- narrative. technocratic yeah. narrative. <clears throat> And therefore, anytime anything bumps up against it, they just take it down from whichever who, it, different organizations. Or it has to be such a high level thing. You know what I mean? It's kind of because it's so crazy that all that would transpire just all at once like that. I just thought it was so strange. And it didn't have the effect that, like, you know, Alex Jones gets taken down and he gets a thousand more listeners, <laughs> you know, oh per God. minute or something. Whereas, she gets taken down, her website disappears, She's and then she's just poof. You know, like she had to literally build everything back. Like literally didn't even have a website for people to find her anymore. So yeah. this crazy. Anyways, yeah. on her website, Deep Dives. So it's monicasdeepdives.com. A little tra- challenging to find unless you just type it in. The art of ambiguity. I recently coined the phrase the art of ambiguity to describe everything from Obama's nebulous hope and change slogan to Trump's Uh, And some, I assume, are good people, quote. In the former case, no information is given so you can project what you want. In the latter case, all options are thrown out there so you can pick and choose what you want to hear. Either way, Mm. some people will read it one way and others another. And then the game begins. The art of ambiguity is also being employed in the black versus blue psyop. When a white cop shoots a black guy, uh, you can be sure that either the black guy may or may not have been doing something very wrong or the video will be cut off, blurred, far away, interfered with, or out of context. Clear-cut videos are wrongful deaths don't get much airtime. Don't believe it? Check out this officer shooting of Andrew Thomas, uh, who just had an accident, or this story about David Powell killed by a wrong-addressed wrong, wrong address 911 response. These are the cases that will unite us against police overreach or wrongful action, yet they do not get the time of day. If there's no ambiguity, the issue can't be read two ways, and there won't be any conflict. No conflict, no crisis. No crisis, no way to move the ball forward on the agenda. The art of ambiguity keeps a good crisis from going to waste. So that is, I think, an expert. She should be so famous. Like, that's an expert Expert take. Take. A, co- a phrase she coined, and that's exactly what it sounds like you're experiencing and what I'm experiencing when it yes. comes to any yes. of these big things. Like It's total propaganda, too, like what you were saying with Jacques Ellul. Yeah. Why can you read every news organization's take on this? Every, whether it's CNN, CBS, PBS, NPR, all these different things, you and you're like... 
okay, I read everything, but I don't. I still don't know what, exactly what's happening here. I st- it's still no one's actually said anything that makes this clear. You just have to believe one of the you know lines of thought within the lines of thought thread that they yeah, well, put so out there in aggregate. Yeah, because the seeing things multiple ways. I mean. I don't know if you saw this, but there's this whole, like, 40 babies being beheaded claim that's like, Hamas has beheaded 40 babies, and that's what Netanyahu has come out and said, and he's, like, you know, using it as, like, look at how atrocious this is, and then other people are, I mean, I even encountered it at work, where people were saying, this is a terrorist attack, they beheaded 40 babies, and I looked into it, and there's, like, the Gray Zone, which is an independent news outlet, investigative news outlet that we've actually played on here. They were talking about the federal spending and the misallocation of dollars to the Ukraine, and they were investigating that and, you know, talked about how they tracked the money and found out where it went. They came out and said they went and tracked down that claim, and they were like, it's not real. Like, the person who made that claim was a reporter who had been told by an Israeli soldier and just based it on, like, word of mouth and... And then they had to walk back the claim, and then so it's just well, crazy. That's not, so even like, a, that's not a new thing. Like, do you you probably don't remember, but there was the babies and in incubators incident. It was the exact same oh, story. No. There's people I can't. You can look it up, but there's probably a Wikipedia on it by now. And it was the same thing. Like it was this huge used as this massive justification for more war stuff. And right. Exactly. There were, and it was like these soldiers went in and pulled babies out of incubators and threw them on the ground. And it was this hearing where this like big, the daughter or something of some big wig over somewhere in the Middle East, God, I don't know where, you know, is crying and saying this whole story. And the whole fucking thing is vague, you know, yeah. like, so they're literally, that's the level of, and I cannot, I, this is, I'll like, I cannot believe I sound like a broken record. I know, but like, I can't believe. I cannot people, believe. <laughs> I, it's something about like, George Bush said it best. There's an old saying in Tennessee, I know it's in Texas, probably in Tennessee, that says, fool me once, shame on, shame on you. Fool me, we can't get fooled again. Literally, it's that. Like, that's George Bush. We are going to put that clip in there. So, because it's like... Okay, so they said this, they had this image, though, too. There's other crazy things. So talking about seeing it two ways... So there was like, you know, people were like, well, because people don't believe, here are the images of the babies. And it's just crazy. Like, and it's not one. The images are not of 40 babies. Like, the images are like one baby or like whatever. And people are like looking at it and you're like, okay, I mean, we all know about deep fakes now. Like, is this real? Like, do we, like, we don't have the context. Like, I could, like what Monica's saying, like, I could see this and this could be like, a baby that was killed by a bomb blast. You know, like, I don't know that this was, like, a beheaded baby. You know, like... It could and be a fake baby. We don't it know. It could be a fake baby. It could be a fake picture. And then on one of them, Ben Shapiro posted this picture. He's like, for all of you people who don't believe that the babies weren't killed, you know, here's, like, a picture of a burned baby, and it's, like, this awful charred image, and then someone runs it through one of those testing things, and now there's, like, community notes on it that says, this image is AI-generated. So it wasn't even a real image, and it's, exactly. like... exactly. So it's like, what is going on? And that's supposed to be like the alt perspective. Like Ben Shapiro is not mainstream news, but he's like uh, but kind he's of mainstream a, conservative. But it's but he so has an obvious take. He's going to be 100% pro-Israel all the time. He wears the freaking yarmulke, which I don't care. I'm just saying like, you know what what take he's going to have. Mm. And Okay, I didn't know that. 
I don't follow Ben he Shapiro. Seemed, I just happened to encounter him on this issue. He seems like he could literally work for the Israeli state. Like, I the don't Mossad know, but there's something. That's why when, I mean, I was like so shocked when Jordan Peterson went to work for him. But whatever. But um, that's exactly the kind of thing that, I, you know, it's why another thing Monica said, she said she asked some guy like cia guy or something to tell her secrets and he wouldn't you know how's it all work kind of thing and what he told her which i've said this before is all he would say is all i can tell you is do not watch the television and yeah she was like what do you mean like don't believe yeah, it he was yeah. like don't watch it like don't even well watch people are TV. literally like just taking whatever narrative and like so you see the images and the images aren't proof really of anything definitive like you don't understand the context of the image and then you're just you either see the, the image narrative is you want to see the yeah. image is AI just, generated so well so one of what? them was yeah I don't know one of the images of them, but, so yeah. why are there AI generated images out there exactly. and you know exactly and th but this stuff can really it, because because that's fucked up. Like, let, like, let's just say it's wrong. Any, yeah, it's messed up. we're not even there. Maybe Israel doesn't even exist. There is no place over there. And it's all just a simulation made for you and me. But like, probably, probably not. So if, if there's anything to anything that's going on, if, if just a situation that is important is happening, then an AI generated picture of a baby that's been caught on fire is disturbed, is disgusting, disgusting, it's not terrible. because it's a burnt yeah. baby, but because what the fuck are you doing? You know, it's like, yeah. it's Who like if somebody, that? it's like if somebody, you know, has a, a bad thing happen to them, like an accident or they get in a car wreck and someone pulls over, gets out of their car because they see the wreck, runs out, loots all the shit out of their, their car and trunk, rips their purse from their clutches, gets in the car and drives away. Like it's, it's disgusting in that way. Like, why are you making the video? Why are you making the image? Why are you putting this bullshit out there? And again, it's not uncommon so we have the babies and in incubators well here's one that matches an analogy for your fake picture uh and this stuff what one of the points i'm making is that this stuff can really really work like really affect people so one time when i worked oh yeah 100 percent. i worked at a uh have i said i've worked at walmart before i'm gonna say it now i've worked at walmart a long time ago <laughs> many years many so. years ago and i was going in or I was either on a break or I was about to go in. I was sitting in my car and the beheading video was going around. And this is, this is like a ISIS video. thing. Or... Yes. Both. And mm. I watched it and it fucked me up so bad. And I'm, I'm talking like panic attack level. I had to go into work. Like I was in like the, I was in a twilight zone. I was not okay for a long yeah. time. I don't know. It just affected me wrong. It's disturbing. I don't know if I was high, but I was like totally disturbed. But then, and I didn't think about it at the time, but then it was mentioned how overproduced and fake that video was. And it dawned on me. And I was like, holy shit, that was a fake video. I don't know oh. if it's on the record fake now, but just remembering like the drone shot footage of like swooping in in a cinematic way and getting this huge line of jihadis across the tip of a dune walking in single file with all their prisoners. I mean, it was totally produced, totally produced, 1000% yeah. 
a fake fucking video. Like they yeah. did, they made this video and like 100%. ISIS got one guy who's like, no, 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 everybody come around. We got to reshoot that. Go back, go back to the blue tape. Uh, we have an X mark back over there. And then let's shoot that again because we need to get this perfect. I mean, it's just bullshit. So this is like, it's crazy. This is I mean, I saw you something can't... too like that where there was this video like that they, it, it looked like a documentary. I was like, what am I watching right now? And they were like, look at how Hamas has turned the sewer pipes into transports for rockets and whatnot. I was like, why would they make a documentary video of this? Why? Like, what are we talking about? This That's is like they a had secret the... military operation. Why would they have a documentary video of it? Like, Is what? that the one where the guys are like... uh Get, they're like the people who parachuted in or whatever pa- paraglided in to, oh, the, to do too. the attack. And there's like apparently video of them too getting ready, like documentary type footage. Like here's yes. the guys like getting ready. to, And it's like this is all a big show. And yeah. I don't know. I don't know. All I can say is I don't know. Like this is probably like the most because it's so current, like dangerous take we've ever had. But I just don't know. And I don't support anybody. But there either. is – it's obvious to me that some of it's not real. Yeah. Obviously. We've already dis- yeah. determined it from the get-go. But And I think, to be honest, I think there's an element of this that is on purpose, is fake on purpose. It's the mm-hmm. art of ambiguity. Like, it is whether something is happening or not happening, that that isn't the point. The point is they can control the story because that's all you will ever get. You're not in Israel. You're not being, your your baby is not on fire right now. So all you are hearing, and probably to be quite honest, most Israelis are hearing is what the news is saying, unless they're literally being bombed themselves in that place in that time. And the way that they'll make it real in Israel is the same way they made COVID real here. You walk out of your house, everything's normal, except for nothing's normal. And what's not normal? Some places are just randomly closed because everyone was dying like zombies on the ground. No, because the go- they were scared the government was going to shut them down or they were going to get sick. And why were they thinking that things were really as bad as they said they were? Because they got every dumbass out there to walk around with a fucking mask on their face to make it real. That's theater of the masses. They're putting... That is how that is what the mask was for. That is right. what There's the definitely mask was some for. of that going on. Yeah. And that's it's why totally they told happening. people to yeah. do it. That makes it real yeah. because then you walk out of your house, and you see masks everywhere. You see empty streets. You see people yeah. wearing masks everywhere. That's what that does. So this is all they're so good at this. Like they are so unbelievably good at it. And it's it's like until you until you like the scales fall from your eye, your eyes, you're like it. it, it, it you buy it. And once yeah. they well, fall away from your eyes, you realize you're, you're not what the di- the most difficult thing about being black pilled or red pilled or awake or whatever mm-hmm. is that you still feel this inclination that there's some you the, the the there's a lie, but you can find the truth. But the fact is, you probably won't usually find the truth. Like it would take very hard, 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 hard looking and digging and 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 investigations. Because you're looking for the truth to come out of the mouths of liars or right. or your trusted sources, which you don't know where that information comes from. This is the, the, there's a whole world landscape of information out there. And mm-hmm. it's just words that are in people's heads, you know, and that's all anything really ever is. And they've figured this out to a T perfectly. And I think that that's why this is an old theme from our previous podcast that we've had a long time ago, but like, that's why 
having something you stand by, I think, being because that removes a lot of ambiguity. So, well, like you said, a lot of it is like it really does affect people. Like, um, like I've had a lot of people who are very emotionally up in you know arms at work about this, and to me, I'm like. I guess I feel try like trying to be cool headed about it. I'm not attached to either side, you know, and I'm just trying to figure out like what's actually going on. You know, can we just establish a base of facts or whatever, as Obama would say, um, like a, co- what's a shared set of facts. It doesn't matter if they're right. true or false. It's just that we all believe them together. Well, yeah, because it's so crazy. I mean, we had people in our company, like leaders and managers, directors, coming out and saying like immediately, like I condemn terrorism, and it's like. It's just such loaded language, like condemning, like we need to come out and condemn things. Oh, and then too, no, that's like, another thing we should like, talk about. That we're just branding them terrorists. I'm like, we don't, who's a terrorist? Like, I mean, because if you call someone a terrorist, then you have license to say any terrible thing about them. Like, and I feel like that really dehumanizes those people. And even if you are like Hamas is a terrorist organization and say it really is, like it is really just a group of people out there who want to kill people. Well, not all of Palestine is Hamas. Like there's a lot of people in Gaza who are not part of Hamas. So it's just kind of crazy. But listen to the and we I mentioned it. I'm, I don't know what your take was, but like who was gaining in the polls right before this happened? Nikki Haley for the Republican side. Well, and I said at the time when we talked Big about all these debates, I was like, she's going to be super Israel, super war hawk. She sounds good on everything else because we're not talking about anything else. We're talking a little Ukraine, a little this, a little that, blah, blah, blah. Vivek Ramaswamy's up there going, let's demolish the government and stuff. And Nikki Haley's up there being like kind of sort of normal and moderate. And people are like, oh, I kind of like her a little bit. That's interesting. So uh, now that we have the... As Benjamin Benjamin Netanyahu has said, by the way, I can never think of Netanyahu without the image of Kanye West holding a butterfly net and a Yahoo beverage. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> net and Yahoo. Anyways, oh, that's so silly. I think it's a Yahoo, but whatever. And uh, but as he said, this is not a drill. This is, or he says, this is not an operation. This is oh my war. Gosh. So. <laughs> It just and, uh, feels so 9-11, and, like when they came out immediately and were like, it's terrorists. And I was like, how do we, you know, it's like it was used to justify. And I feel like we just all have collective, what, like amnesia about what happened in the middle. Like we were involved in these forever wars that killed tons of civilians. Like we've seen the footage from the WikiLeaks. Like we get weapons of mass destruction bombings. from weapons of mass destruction in country X. So we have to invade country Y. It's like that's what happened during after 9-11. It was all this fake-ass shit. And another thing w- right. with perfect art of ambiguity, did was there a Building 7? Did Building 7 get hit? Why did Building 7 fall too? Why did the why did the two massive buildings that reached literally into the fucking heavens turn into a fine powder and just float away into the wind and give everybody cancer? Why did that happen? Oh, wait a minute. 10, 20 years later, now we're finally figuring out... Uh, there's a building six too. Wait, building six came down. What are all what? Anyway, yeah, the point is, is crazy. What, this should not be difficult to explain. Why is there any ambiguity? Is it ambiguous whether or not fucking buildings, skyscrapers fall or not? Like, do, did building seven fall or not? Why did we not talk about it? Why did we not talk about building six? Why was the 
hole in the middle of the field in Pennsylvania, the actual shape of a fucking airplane. And where was all the debris? I'm just saying. Right. All I'm of just that so is suspicious. Yeah. It's so suspicious. And by the way, as suspicious as we may be, there are no more buildings. Those buildings are, they actually did turn them into dust. So just because something isn't what they say it is, doesn't mean something isn't happening. Right. Well, that's the thing. They'll blow buildings up. They'll blow cities up. Yeah. Not a problem and not real stuff going on. I'm just like, I'm always skeptical of this stuff because it's used to justify real acts of atrocity, like killing and death and large scale wars and involvement of all these people in a conflict that it's like for no good reason or for reasons that weren't even true. And that to me, I'm like, that is so terrible. And we need to be skeptical and hesitant of those sorts of things. And that's what I feel like about the 40 dead babies and the calling them terrorists and whatever and 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 the Hamas attack too like that's not a good thing either so i just feel like all of it's used to justify greater and greater violence and that yeah and also this re- this reminds me of like um god what was that other one that was so stupid there was some other thing where like it, it's uh, i can't remember the other example but someone would hear this and know but it's like, oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Here's a good example. The Russian, the Russians blew up the pipeline story. The Nord Stream 2 pipeline. Really? They blew up their own pipeline. They blew up their lifeline. Really? That's so interesting. I can't believe it. Then we find out, of course, that didn't happen. But it's like, they're, I have a hard time believing the, all they got unless this gets really technical really fast, is some guys came in on hand gliders, started blowing the city up, and they were like, you know, dusting their hands off. Job well done, guys. That should be fine. Like one of the most intense military powers in the world, known as Israel, isn't which is somehow magically aligned itself with all like a, tons of like us, like major superpowers that lo- are was un- we love war, war. I mean, so much war and death is so good. We love it. Such a good boost to the military industrial complex. Oh, my God. And uh, that so Hamas thought we'll do that. We'll do parachutes and, and, and bombs and then we'll be fine. Like it just it doesn't seem smart it doesn't seem right it doesn't seem like you would fly in holding a flag going we're hamas and we're here to blow you up and then not do it not do it all the way like that just doesn't seem right to me why would you do that no the most compelling thing i heard as a reason in the mainstream was like there was this i don't know sort of like peace talks or I don't know, international relations going on between Israel and other Arab nations. um, And that there was essentially the narrative was something like, well, Israel is, you know, making like other Arab nations are sort of like recognizing Israel's independence and that are coming to like a a form of cooperation, you know, like we're going to coexist in this region or whatever. And that Hamas did not want that. And that Hamas still wants to get rid of Israel, still thinks they should, you know, there should be continued tension between uh, Muslims and Christians or is uh, uh, Jewish people in the region. Um, 
over, you know, Israel land and whatnot. So that was the most interesting. I mean, I was like, okay, I could see how, you know, it could be like a religious zeal thing where you're like, but, you know, you're like, it's, you're not true to the religion if you don't, you know, take up the mantle of this religious battle, like that we need to continue to fight and wage for our holy land or whatever. And that they were, you know, upset that, um, you know, there was going to be peace between people in the region. But that also seems suspect to me because I'm like, ah, it's just hard to believe. I mean, you have to be very fanatically religious to like not want peace, I feel like, in a region. so Or your life is so abysmally shitty that who cares? Like, let's fucking kill some people. Mm-hmm. Because I, I just... The level... Which is pretty bad in Gaza, they say. It's like the That's what they largest say. prison is what they say. They say open air prison. So who knows? But, you know, that will drive you to be like crazy. Mm-hmm. But, but, but again, we don't know. And it, it might, it could be that. It could be that. It's hard for us to understand and hard for us to relate because what it would take for us to fly on hand gliders and bomb someplace would be unbelievably it's that's the most dramatic thing i can imagine doing like just some crazy suicide like what does my life have to look like before that's what i'm doing and so they've got to find people antithetically oriented to my type of orientation then radicalize them then make sure there's enough religion or fervor there to surmount Mm. their fear and anxiety and you know in their life has to be it just it's such a perfect storm but again it's hard to believe people are so affected that's the other crazy thing i want to mention is that someone from my work from my job we have like remote company works in a like i think another country and uh they're leaving the company to go fight with the israeli army in israel and i just thought like, I could not relate. I couldn't believe it. I was like, that's so crazy. Like, it's so crazy. I just could never see myself doing that. Like, hearing something on the news and being like, I need to go over and then, like, sign up, conscript myself to be in a conflict, like a life or death sort of conflict um, for a cause that I don't truly know or what's going on or whatever like like what i was saying you know like it's just i've already found out that there's like conflicting information i don't really know what's exactly happening and then to feel so motivated to go over there and like put my life on the line for it it just seems crazy to me but that's how people how strongly people can be affected that's what i was so shocked by i was like wow like that person literally just encountered like media news or maybe they encountered stories of people on the front lines you know maybe it's a little different maybe they knew people who were actually in the you know war zone or whatever they had lost people but then they got up and left and they went over there to fight i mean i don't know it's just it was just crazy to me that you know i don't know their backstory it could be that they you know had people that they knew that were killed in action or whatever but. the patriotism for that little country man is just crazy especially for people it's that wild. aren't jews yeah that aren't Israeli dual citizens and that are just American politicians. I, mean, I never made my point about Nikki Haley, but I'm pretty sure her quote was like, 
Oh yeah, she bombed so them off the face of the planet, or like kill. I think it was like kill them all. It was something like very Darth Vader, very like yes. just what it was like, like level Gaza out, or something. Yeah. Literally, just turn it into glass. I mean, crazy talk. And There's more than a million people who live there, by the way. So calling for leveling Gaza is calling for the death of a million genocide. People. It is yeah. totally. It's absolutely. Now, by the way, this is. I have. I've heard other people say this now, but I said it. As well, I heard some other podcaster, he said it like three times during their show. And it's I was like, he's listening to our podcast. Uh, <laughs> the right wing extremism thing, like that is a huge fear. Like people are not yes. expecting it right now because they think we're all lefty shit, but that's not what's happening. Like... Like, when's the last time someone told you their fucking pronoun? Like, we're doing war stuff now. Shut the fuck up. Get out of the way. I don't give a shit. Put your flag down. Like, it's time to kill. It's time to... Something weird is happening. Something big is going to happen. And possibly Mm -hmm. in October... I'm just throwing that out there because October Surprise has been floated around for, like, five years now. And... And, uh... And we have right wing politicians. And so the left is uh, seems to be the left wing establishment politicians seem to be ready to blow that place up. Our right wing politicians are absolutely crazed with war yeah. fever. Yeah. I mean, just crazed. Out Very of incendiary comments coming from people. It's uh, can you, wild. I, yeah, they should be eliminate the dnc or the rnc should eliminate those people immediately from the party just sever ties and give them all their money back because i mean for context you are talking about murdering millions of innocent people just yes. kill just use the military industrial complex war machine of the united states get take bombs shoot them into the sky make them hit the people in that place on the other side of the fucking planet until they're all gone and then we don't have the problem anymore because we just kill them all. Like that's it's crazy. psychopathy. That is psychopath. I mean, evil yeah. villain, psycho, crazy, crazy, crazy. And that's no, it just make any sense. the main. That's their mainstream talking point. Like, yeah. no, and that's context, just our position. If you're a Republican, you want to kill a million innocent people that are yeah. over there. Without no, they want to put Trump in pay jail for, for the January 6th riots. They want to <gasps> pay him for the January 6th riots. And they're like, here, now we have Republicans saying we need to level a country. And it's like, that's totally fine. What about when people like just knocked on the doors and walked into the government building? Like, that wasn't okay to encourage people to do to. That's the mainstream is to encourage people to get inside the Capitol. That was not okay to say, but it's okay to say level a country. It's so fucking crazy. I can't even understand. It's so preposterous. I don't, I literally, I literally cannot understand what's happening because we were just doing war fun in Ukraine and Russia. We were just having a bunch of fun in Russia. I do not understand why. And also just a quick little question. Why didn't, why wasn't that the main line from the Republic, the Republicans, not all of them, very few of them, in fact, but mostly, if if any, they seem to be the, on the right hand, the right wing side, the Republican side. Were the ones going, "Hey, let's chill with this Ukraine bullshit, guys. Let's just fucking can we not like right. we're done with war. We don't want to do this anymore. We didn't talk about 
sandblasting Russia off the face of the planet. Why didn't we? They invaded the entirety of Eurasia or some crazy bullshit. Like they were just going to take over. The, that was what they said. They were going to take the world over through Russia and Poland and Ukraine. They were going to take the world the over and start World War Three. That's what was happening. That's what we were told. One little bombing incident in Israel. We talk, what what you what's Ukraine? What what is oh Ukraine? What are we doing? We now we just now we're off that. We're on to obliterate gazillions of people. But why? Why didn't we do that with Russia? Why do we want to do that here? Why is it okay? To any for to, to to act that way about Israel, and it happens by the way with Middle yeah. East stuff. It's always more extreme, and especially if it's like ha- involving well, Israel, so which inevitably it's always. Yes, what's with Israel? What's going me. on? Why are yeah. we obsessed with that fucking place? Who fucking cares about Israel? Who cares about hummus or whatever or what is it called? Hamas. <laughs> what's it called? Hummus. Is it Hamas? Hamas. Hamas. I can't believe it's the same word. That's crazy. (laughs) Hamas. All those places, whatever those places, I don't care about. I I care about those places as much as I care about the Ukraine. I'm sorry. It's like that. Fuck. Oh, well, the world sucks. It's a fucking hellhole of of a world. Don't live there. I don't know what else to tell you. I don't know what to tell those people. If bombs were... If every so often we were just being bombed by random people that lived in South Carolina, I'd probably fucking move to Florida. I'm just saying. I know yeah. it's not that simple. I'm just saying that, like, it's no. what I'm saying Things is are it's not our there. it's not our fucking problem. And yeah. that's my stance. It is we have done enough in this country for the fucking world. We've done enough damage and we've done enough fucking sending money and bombs and shit and why does it never work really how many quadrillions of dollars of armaments bombs and technology does it take to get rid of people who we are told live in like caves and fucking tunnels like for god fucking sake the same thing with osama bin laden even though we killed him like six times or some bullshit and like it takes like an entire war and an extra 20 years in the middle east and finally, we find him a couple times and kill him a couple times. You know what I mean? It's like, aren't we like one? Like what? I'm just so tired of it. Like I'm yeah. so pissed because the the it. shit is so fucked up right now. Like I bought two bags of groceries and they were seventy five fucking dollars. This is not going to help. And we just need to like shut all that out. We take the military industrial complex, withdraw from the world. Line the entire circumference border of this country and look outward, quit looking in at us, look at the rest of the world and say, we're done with this. Do not fucking come here. Do not touch this country. And I'm I'm not like saying this like patriotically, like I'm not flying an eagle here. I'm just saying we have the machine. I don't want to be fucked with. I just want to live my life and I want the economy to be good so that we can have a fucking life and quit worrying about why it costs more to buy a few bags of groceries than it costs to pay a mortgage and just yeah. get on with yeah. life. Like Even if we're you do want to support these wars or our allies abroad, we can't do that if we can't Do it on your own if afloat. you want to do it. Then donate your paycheck. 
because well, sure, yeah, the, I'm just they're taking we can't it anyways. Even do from that your, if we don't fix our own problems, it's not even like it's not even reasonable to be like, well, we need to be involved in all. Like I'm saying, there's actually a logical argument to say like America first. Like even if you still want to be like, but yes, let's help all these other foreign yeah, places. America like, well, first because first, I live here. Yeah, we live yeah. here. Well, that, but yeah, I'm saying you could also just say. Because it's not feasible to help other countries if your own country is in shambles. Like you're not going to be able to help those other countries if your country falls apart or whatever. Yeah, the, the perfect it's not even yeah possible. exactly. Yeah. It's like watching Biden try to like be the leader of the most powerful country in the world. He's up there like forgetting where he is and stuff. It's like that's what we're going to end up looking like if we keep Plain doing. We're like, people are going to be like, "What do you, we don't need you here?" Like what? At some point, all we're doing is just sending our tax dollars. And that is pissing me off even more. And we're in a debt crisis. Like, you know what's more yeah. important than this fucking Israel shit? The tw- 30, I think we're at 33 trillion. I mean, it just keeps going up in debt. This country is fucked. We are so fucked. We're so fucked. Okay. That's all I can say. Oh we're God. fucked. Yes, and I think black pill. I'm black pilled. I think we are so, I think <laughs> we are so, pill. I think we are so fucked that. They, Big T, they want world war. I think they need something to completely annihilate any notion that there's a system left here that we can hold on to. They want to destroy so much hope of our, in our own hearts, of this own, of our own place where we are that we, that we don't even know to, we don't even recognize a thing to care about, a thing to hold on to. They'll take, there will be no more dollars. There, the, the debt par, the, the debt problem that we have, the money situation we find ourselves in. I'm not the only person to say this, but I will parrot this. It can not be rectified within the current financial paradigm that we function. It cannot no, be fixed. Yeah. There's no way. I mean, I said this the other day as like a joke, but like our tricks are done. You know, like this country is run on a bunch of, you know, Ponzi schemes and scams. Not really, but kind of. Uh, and I feel like it's like know, when they it's the like when they thing, lower the interest rate to zero and then they can't go. There's no net. Yes, like then you're like, OK, 100%. I guess we, then they try that sometimes. You're like maybe negative Maybe interest rates it will pay you <laughs> to loan you money we'll, how about yeah. that you ask yeah. for five we give you ten huh yeah <laughs> like wait a no. minute what is it's this crazy scam? <laughs> it's crazy and uh i feel like the last thing we really have going as a country like what are we really known for what is our might as a country on the global stage and i feel like it's really just the pharmaceutical industry now oh, it's yes. like the we pharmaceutical used to have complex. manufacturing and like you know, we used to be the breadbasket of the world. Like, all that's done. Like, that's old days. That's back World War One, World War Two. Like, we're done with that. Now what we have is, like, we are the largest manufacturers of drugs and weapons. And <laughs> that's, like, what we've got. And I feel like that's why, you know, the pandemic, it was like we kind of needed that. You know, it's like probably gave us another extra 10 years on this country because, you know, we got all that money from all the pharmaceutical stuff, you know, the vaccines and the masks and the, you know, whatever. Uh, uh, I think probably I still, I'm not 100% on this, but I'm pretty sure the most important thing to happen during the COVID, the main thing that they were going for was what they, when we, when it first started, people won't remember this because that's how people work. But one of the things they could not stop harping on right in the beginning, once it got going, it was all different shit. Then it was just, we got to keep people believing. 
But in the very beginning, there was all this talk. I was ready to go buy stock in like refrigeration companies because everyone was obsessed with refrigeration and supply chain problems. Refrigeration is part of the supply chain. They want they were for supply the chain supply chain stuff, yeah. for vaccine. <clears throat> I mean, it did not seem right. Something seemed wrong about that. It didn't seem likely that that was and then it didn't go anywhere i don't where's all these new freezers i they're not and then they were like well it don't have to be that cold it doesn't really have to be that cold a regular refrigerator's fine and it was like wait a minute so what just happened then so what i think is that they were trying to get the supply chain now if you start expanding this like narrative and just keep going with and, and imagine that all of this stuff is not just random disparate uh you know, super unfortunate series of circumstances and events that just keep happening. We don't just, things are just shit these days. I don't know what's going on. If you think that it's all connected, I think they, they are, this is my worst case scenario. Uh, World War Three is coming. What they want to do is, I don't know why they wanted to do it, yeah. but they wanted to get their handle on the supply chain because that's going to be really important and it might be so that they can manufacture the crisis and make it and not have to actually have total war here to deprive people and make them feel the effects of total war so they want to be able to squeeze those chains whenever they need to open those chains up when they need to get a little you know get a little reward but another thing might be that maybe they actually expect an actual war i don't know and when I say they, I don't think that the people at the top of our government, if they know what's going on, if they know and they're not doing every fucking thing in their power to fix it immediately, and which I don't believe any of them are up there doing that, then they're useful idiots or they're double agents. Because I think that the people who run the world are beyond nations. It, I mean, capital is beyond nations. We yeah, talked I mean, about Larry Fink. They, they, just, yeah. they just get up and yeah. go somewhere else. Oh, taxes are better here. Oh, yeah, it's an like American company, but headquarters are in Ireland. Why? Oh, taxes, we don't care. Oh, labor's too expensive here. Let's go to Mexico. They don't care. Ta- ca- capital no. doesn't care. Neither do the yeah. world controllers, which are probably BlackRock and, and, and the like. But they, if you wanted to, and then fold in your whole, like, we have to have only 500,000 people, maybe 500 million. We don't know. We really got to, Bill Gates, Fauci's, the Bill, the, whatever the fucking climate people, we got to reduce population. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God carbon neutral all this stuff yeah i think it's like get the supply chains under control thank you amazon thank you covid and then and then we'll eliminate ourselves because we won't know what to do with people that can't get food through the supply chains that are now probably completely owned and managed by amazon and blackrock and ups or whatever paying a hundred thousand dollars to drive their vans around um, you're fucked because you don't know where food comes from. And if you live in an apartment, you're double fucked because you don't have dirt to fucking grow food in. If you could figure out that's where food comes from, you, you will, will not have clean water. You would not know how to find clean water. You don't know. You couldn't name three species of trees outside your front door. You, we will eliminate ourselves and yeah. I think that that's totally – and it's like – it seems preposterous, but we're talking about leveling countries right now. And and even if we're not, 
if, if we could just assume that anything happened at all over there, like bombs went off. Okay, well, that sucks. Like, how many was it? I heard it was like 5,000 missiles. Well, that's a lot of fucking missiles. So that's bad. And that's what some people, whether it's Big T they or just random fucking people, are just willing to fire thousands of rockets into the sky and land them on your house or land them on your places of your important strategic whatever. Yeah, I just crazy. think we're – I think – People need to snap the fuck out of it and like now, like immediately wake the fuck up because I'm so pissed that I have to live to the end times. It is so annoying to me. I did not want to be here for this. <laughs> fuck, you know? It's annoying. Like the Bible said, I didn't want to be there. I didn't want to be there when they poured out the desolation, <laughs> whatever it says. It's, That's a freaky it's passage because it also, yeah. it also says, and we've been hearing so much about this, but it also it says... If you're in Judea, leave. Well, Judea, you know what that is. It's fucking Israel. And then it also mm. says, hope it doesn't happen on a Sabbath, which it, I think it did. And then also, it, you don't want it to happen in the winter. Well, it's starting and it's went, It's beginning in winter, basically. So Paul. it's pretty freaky. And I don't know if they just use that kind of shit as a playbook, but I think that stuff. So I thought about the Johnny thing we had. I'm kind of ranting oh, about this yeah. a little bit, but that I know I gotta go. You gotta wrap it up, but yeah, tell me about the Johnny thing because I thought about it too. I just thought it was interesting because there was a there's I vacillated for a minute there between like oh there's something to this okay there's nothing you know what's going on. I started thinking just like we started out talking about. I don't know how you trust anything that anyone's saying because I started thinking you know Johnny is probably what is the world of information? Why is it why is it growing? Uh, for him right now and, and causing him – it's growing. I mean, he's quitting his job. He's doing this. He's doing that. Mm -hmm. So what's happening here? And and I started hearing it in other places. I'm like, oh, wow, that Same. thing, John – you start yeah. thinking, oh, it's a coincidence. You know, It's probably not a coincidence. This is what I think has happened is that the information and all comes through the screens. It all comes out of these goddamn phones. And so you can't know if there's – I think we will literally manifest things by this black mirror like that. It's a magic mirror. That's what mm, the screens mm -hmm, are. Mm -hmm. And I think that that Johnny, I'm just going to be really unapologetic and not, I'm not trying to be rude. I just have to say sure, it plainly. Go for it. We like go. Johnny was affected by shit that he saw on his phone and on the TV and heard other people saying, he heard the other people saying it, not because they were feeling it too, but because it was coming through the phone and it trickles out. So there's this theory that it's easier to do the New York Times crossword puzzle in the evening because the people that do it in the morning, because it's done in the, because it's there in the morning and some people do it in the morning, those words are start, are used more frequently throughout the day because people were exposed to them. So by the oh, end of the day, yeah. you will have actually been exposed. They'll be salient to you. Yeah, sure. It becomes a little more conscious. It just pokes in there. So I think that that could be all information. And we're like living in this fucking crazy ass bubble of controlled information. And not that it's fully controlled. I get that there's a lot of voices coming through these things, but I don't, but we're forming opinions about things that, that may be different, like we're coming through the phone, right? Like, but we're having opinions on things and we've noticed this with the trans stuff. It's like, this is so stupid. This is so unimportant. Why do we have to talk about this? Why are we, they're forcing people 
to talk about this stuff. So if you want to talk at all, it seems you kind of have to talk about this because it seems like somehow we've turned it into the only fucking thing that matters right now. And then yeah. it becomes, so you don't know where yeah. any information and anything is coming from. I, I, that's my, wow, bad podcast. Anyway. <laughs> I thought it was. Ben had to cut it short. Good, He's got to go. <laughs> good point. But it's just, yeah, it was a dark one. It's a heavy podcast. Yeah. yeah. We no, could have turned it around. If we usually have an extra hour, but yeah, we're good. Yeah. The last thing I'll say is just, yeah, the media, it's so crazy because even if you have all the different voices, but they're saying the same thing, that's even more dangerous to me because you get tricked because different people are saying the same thing. You almost think it's like new and novel. Like, oh, that person also came up with this. But if everybody's getting the talking point, it's like how the news confuses you where you're like, they're all getting the talking points from the same place, but you hear 12 different people say it and you're like, oh, well, 12 people think this must be true, you know, but they all were told to say that. So it's not really what it seems. And that's the kind of dangerous stuff where I feel like you get all these people on social media, you're like, well, all my friends on social media said that, but you don't realize that they all actually read this news story that said this thing. And that came from this one person, you know, or source or whatever. And it's just like, I, well, we're I, so I, used I, to I, saying, we're so used to saying, I heard X, Y, Z, and you might've heard it from your friend or saw it on a video on TikTok or Instagram or heard it on the news or whatever, but you don't know where it came from. And wherever you heard it doesn't know where it came. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. we just, so obviously you're even you, your own thoughts, you can't be sure because you might know how to do the New York right. Times because someone else did it first. You know, so you're like, this is such a meta narrative, by the way, because this is how meta I would get in my papers during college is like, now we know we could see this meta. I'm like, I think it's even one step more meta that reality itself goes one more step. And the next step is not just the people that did the crossword puzzle in the morning versus the night. It's that the crossword puzzle exists. It's, it is the reality, but it's been, it's a made reality. You know, it's, it's there. So you do it. It's why though, you know, like, so that's where I think people reach this. Kind of, it, that's like a, yeah, the, an, yeah. an, the analogy point where people go, I know I'm going to live in a cave and be a monk and never speak to another person again and flagellate myself. And, Pray for 20 hours a day and then, or whatever, Buddha, you know, I know, become enlightened and never come back to this fucking place again because it's horrible. Anyway. Yeah. Anyway, we got to go. Pray for peace. Um, I'm happy. Yeah. Anyway, so. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, God. Hopefully this comes to a swift end. Uh, I was just being hyperbolic. Everything I said was hyperbolic. I'm trying to just yell so that the three people that listen can like shake out of their trance and think about it. I just want people to think for themselves so I can hear new thoughts. Yeah. Anyway. I know what you mean. I know what you mean. All right. All right. It's over. Goodbye. Good evening. Good night. Good night.